I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. So one of the many things I think of when I think of Carson Anderson, Jim Costa filling in for Doug today, mock draft fever. You guys have have cornered the market better than any show on this station with the mock drafts. So I know yesterday didn't get past you. Todd McShay's mock draft. I don't know if this is version two of 20, but he put it out. (laughs) It is his second version. I don't know how many he has, three or four. but I was underwhelmed. For for those that missed it, Miles Murphy at six and Ringo, the corner from Georgia, at 18. Mm Mm-hmm. And those are, I guess, positions of need, but it, it felt very underwhelming. And I had this moment of clarity, Gator. The Lions should trade up in the, in the number three. They, okay. should, they should move up because I feel like there are four players in this draft and then a drop-off. There's the two QBs, Young and Stroud, and not everybody wants a QB. That's fine. There's also Anderson and Carter. Mm-hmm. And at six, you're not getting Anderson or Carter. The only way you're getting that transformational defensive star is to move up just a couple spots. Six feels like a no-man's land in this draft, and I had that realization as I looked at the one millionth mock draft already this year, McShay's being the latest. They should trade up into the top three to guarantee themselves one of the defensive players, even if you don't want one of the quarterbacks. The wild card in in everything is, because I've seen plenty of mocks where there have been three quarterbacks that go, Will Levis being the third. Is it at all possible after the combine, after workout days, that Anthony Richardson is the guy that also emerges? So then four so there's QBs. four quarterbacks. That's the only way I, I look at it. Maybe not the only way, but that's that's a that is a way. It's not a likely scenario, but does that play it out? Or does it play out where Skaronsky is so obviously the number one offensive lineman available? And that a team like Arizona at three says, look, I know we hired a defensive guy to be our head coach, but we we also have a ridiculous investment in our quarterback. We've got to protect our quarterback who got hurt last year. Mm-hmm. We can't pass up on the offensive lineman. We've got to take him. I mean, does that sound likely? It doesn't sound likely. No. And yet if, 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 if I was building the Arizona Cardinals, I'm not just saying this because I want the Lions to end up with an opportunity to have one of those two defensive guys at six. Mm -hmm. This is how I I build a team. I build a team through the offensive line. That's how I start. I start in the trenches. Offensive and defensive line as well, sure. Um, But if you've already made the investment in the the quarterback, protect that investment. By all means, let's 
wait and see how the combine goes. Maybe Bryce Young measures in at 5'9", and he falls. Or maybe some d- development emerges and, and the shakeup occurs where you have access to Carter or Anderson at 6. But it feels right now, and it may end up feeling this way after the combine, that 6 is not a good spot to be. It's, it's kind of a dead zone in the draft where you can find players, but not the kind of player that you want. We got done talking about making a splash in free agency for the Lions, and the idea is you've got grit on defense. You're feisty on defense, but you need like a flamethrower, a guy that you can't block one-on-one, a guy who blows open the game. Carter and Anderson would both be on the table if you move up to three. If you give up, and I was looking at the old school trade chart, yep. my understanding is if you gave up six, 48 and 55 would get you up to number three. So both second round picks. To and- lock in Carter yeah. or Anderson. It's a proposal I want to make to you and to the audience, 248-539-9797. There was a moment of clarity for me is I'd give up both seconds to guarantee myself one of the elite defensive players in this draft. And if you want to wait till after the combine, I get it. But I want to put it in your brain today because I've rethought how I view the draft. I have also thought of this um, to get one of those guys, uh, probably Carter, because it seems like it's more of the need or the fit for the Lions. But this is why, and this is what I've said all along, it's not about the combine necessarily. Uh, it's about free agency. That's what it's about. I need to know what my top priority in free agency. What we talked about earlier in the show, my number one guy is Deron Payne. Well, Deron Payne's a defensive tackle. I don't have to worry about that. If I get Deron Payne, I'm going to pay him his big-time cash. I'm sitting fat and sassy. I don't have to trade up to uh, to number three. Now, if I did, and I end up with Deron Payne and Will Anderson, and I gave up two, two second-round picks to do it, $20 million a year. Um, That's a hell of a haul that's in the first seven. Yeah, I'm... I'm I've talked about moving up and the possibility. Does it make sense? And it can make sense. It seems more likely that they can move back than move up. But when you talk about the elite players in the draft, and we talked about this a couple of years ago when they had the opportunity staring them right in the face, do you take uh, Panay Sewell or not? Or do you take someone else later on? I mean, if you do a redraft, you'd probably still take Panay Sewell. Micah Parsons is somebody everybody loves, although he probably would have been gone before he ended up in a redraft. But the elite players in that draft were thought of outside of the quarterbacks, mm-hmm. were thought of as um, Jamar Chase, Kyle Pitts, and Panay Sewell. Mm-hmm. There he was. Go get him. It's, so if you, if you think the elite players in this draft outside of the quarterbacks are those two defensive lineman and I can't argue I think those are the two elite guys and I think probably Bryce Young if you want to include the quarterbacks and you want to say CJ Stroud too I'm not going to fight you on it and if any of those four players are available at six I'm taking we haven't even talked about it you and I briefly talked about it a couple weeks ago when we did a show together about hey just just whisper it out there in the in the world in the ether right um Bryce Young's too short to be taken first overall. He's only going to measure in at 5'11", 5'10". That's too short. Right. Because we both believe in, in Bryce Young as a, as a hell of a talent. And if he's there at 6, I'm not going to pass him up because I think he's too good to pass up. But I'll certainly listen to every offer that's going to come in from other teams that want him. But at 6, you might get some decent offers to trade back. I don't Trading up is so, going to be tough to do. I think as long as I've been a Lions fan – and as long as you've been a Lions fan, trade back is like a rallying cry 
around the NFL draft because the Lions often need a million things and they often are picking very high. So it is not a unique opinion from a Lions fan to say trade back. You've already had those calls. I've taken calls already this this early in the process. People want to trade back. Brad Holmes traded up last year. If you believe the rumors, he wanted to trade up the year before to go get Jamar Chase. He's aggressive and he's got the capital to say, why why would I sit at six and take a B-level player or a, you know, A-level player, when there are A and A-plus guys that I can move up and go get with the draft capital I've had? Why sit around and catch a bunch of decent players when I can go make a move and be aggressive? He's got the tools to do it and the history that suggests he might. With Bryce Young, yeah, I, I keep saying it. Oh, he's too short. Pass it on. Let everybody right. know he's he's too short to play quarterback. Please let him fall to the Lions. He's not going to fall. But he, I don't think so either. And in, in McShay's mock, he has QBs going one and two. So at three, fine. For those of you that disagree with me wanting Young and Stroud, we get to meet in the middle because at three, I'm not reaching for a QB. I'm taking Will Anderson or Jalen Carter, whoever the coaching staff grades out is better, and I'm plugging him on this defense, and I've got a 10-year star as opposed to, Miles Murphy or Brian Brisset or reaching on a corner. I don't want to be in that space. And the Lions don't have to be because they have the capital. This is why they have to sign Deron Payne. Because? You sign Deron Payne, and then I start thinking about how elite that, because that's a known commodity. I don't know if Jalen Carter is going to be a stud. I like Jalen Carter a lot, but I don't know. I know Deron Payne is. And you feel better about Will Anderson? I feel I feel more comfortable with Will Anderson being a stud at the next level than I do Jalen Carter, not by much. I think I agree. And but just and, by and, an, and um, edge. enough. And yeah. being an edge is you know being an edge and the guy who can also drop back into coverage and he does so much. I mean he's not like James Houston. James Houston's a guy who's getting after the quarterback. Period. Pin your ears back. Go do it. Um, Will Anderson has more flexibility in what he can do for a defense. And you can never have enough pass rushers. By the way, Philly's rotating a ton of guys. Casey's yeah. rotating a ton of guys. You can never have enough pass rushers. So. I mean, I'm warming up to this. If I get my guy in free agency, Deron Payne, would I be willing to trade my two second-round picks and six to move up to three to take Will Anderson? Yeah. And my answer right now is yes. Oh, I love it. I'm on board. I got him on board. Are you on board? And I, I'm getting some pushback on Ticket Tech saying they're not going to take two seconds. It's three spots. It fits the trade chart. The other option would be more than fits a trade chart. Yeah. The other option is you have to trade both first. You're overpaying and you're probably getting something back. And I don't want to get in the weeds on. And then you're getting a conditional third. No first and your two seconds to move up three spots. If that was the offer, would you do it? It's basically saying, Hey, Brad Holmes, instead of volume, instead of quantity, I'm going for quality. Yeah. Or would I maybe some kind of combination? Maybe you are from a, a second this year and a second next year. So sure. You so you still have picks. one this year. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You can work through it. 248-539-9797. Do you have that moment of clarity where six is no man's land? You don't want to pick six. Are you in love with any of these guys who no. are there at six? No. So do something about <laughs> it. It's 97-1. Okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. 
We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.